Good morning. It is Monday, October 9th. It's five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Israel has ordered complete siege of Gaza as rocket attacks continue. And now their failure to anticipate Hamas's assault fuels a lot of conspiracy theories. And the U.S. has now offered, quote, every kind of support to Israel. Now, this is when it comes to addressing a hostage situation. Israeli's government's press office said that Hamas has taken more than 100 people hostage. Yeah, at this point, I mean, again, and we started the show with this, so we'll come full circle. The U.S., these politicians who are like, whatever they need, we'll give it to them. We already do that. We, we already send billions and billions of dollars. The Iron Dome is largely funded by us, et cetera. It's not a money issue. It's that the United States has for decades now tried to be some sort of arbiter or third party or neutral, you know, hey, we want everybody to get along. And as on numerous occasions, very well documented, stopped Israel from when these attacks happen, mm-hmm. doing what needs to be done, which is wiping these people out. If I were Israel, if I were the United States, if I ran, let me rephrase that, if I ran the United States, boy, what a world that'd be. I would look at Israel and say, finish it. Mm-hmm. Do it, finish it, keep going, go to the sea. Just keep going, don't stop, take it all back, it's yours. Because this is never going to stop. You, It is not, it's not a... It's not a you see countries that, you know, go to war over a variety of issues. Right. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's in the modern era, modern world. It's not so much ideologically driven. It's I want whatever. Now, sometimes it is. But this is a hatred, a seething that goes back 5000 years, Casey. I mean, you're not going to it's never going to be solved. In a in a nonviolent way, it would be like saying, well, if we just got Rob and Holcomb together in a room, <laughs> you know, maybe we could work it out between the two of them. Yeah. Now, this is not just I'm not trying to make light of what's going on, but I'm trying that's, you know, for people who listen to the show, the most logical reason I could example I could come up with, which is there's nothing. There is no point of commonality. There is nothing Holcomb and I have to discuss. And the same thing is here. There is nothing to discuss. It is ideological deep-seated, 5,000-year mm-hmm. hatred on both sides. Yes. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's going to lose. Pick a winner and make the other side the loser. No, no more of this two-state stuff. So uh, the Biden administration apparently plans to rapidly send additional aid to Israel. This is being reported by Politico. And I think it's interesting, the timing of this, because it happens right before Israel and Saudi Arabia were supposed to have some talks. Well, what'd you say? You got somebody on the inside. I, I was given my source said that Saudi Arabia is going to become like Switzerland in the area and they're going to control all of the banking and that kingdom will just become richer and richer, but they will, however, stay more neutral and build big walls. Well, and so that's what's interesting. Well, oh, they're building walls, you say? Well. Probably. Possibly. Physically. Yeah. But it's interesting you say that because Israel and Saudi Arabia don't like each other. Obviously, Saudi Arabia, given the makeup of that country, is no friend to the Jews, and and they are not going to in any way 
I mean, they would love to see Israel go away. However, the problem Saudi Arabia has is they're invested mm-hmm. in Western culture. Right. They are invest. They like money. They like stuff. They like being a part of being accepted in Western culture. So they can't come out and say what their what their ideological viewpoint is because that would alienate them from the thing they're trying to accomplish, namely relations with the United States. And they don't like Iran either because Iran is a bunch of lunatics. But they like money from both of those countries. So it's going to be And they like the oil. Well, it will be interesting to see them try to play both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. And they will probably do that to the best of their ability. And I don't know if you know this, uh, Casey, but the Saudis are pretty good at making money. Okay, so you said finish this. Uh, that's very similar to what Nikki Haley has been saying. Uh, she tweeted out just 14 minutes ago, at least nine Americans have been killed in Hamas's war against Israel. This is personal. Hamas terrorists don't distinguish between Israelis and Americans, between grandmothers and soldiers. They're bloodthirsty murderers who chant death to Israel, death to America. Finish them. And that's very similar to what she said this weekend on Fox News. But let's step back because I want the American people to kind of take this in for a second. Just imagine that here the Israelis woke up and communities were bombarded. Families were murdered. Women and children were taken hostage, dragged through the streets. The elderly were taken. All of this has happened in front of everyone, on top of thousands of rockets that hit Israel. This should be personal for every woman and man in America. Why? Because when they did this, when they did this surprise attack, when they took these hostages, when they murdered these families, they were celebrating. And what were they celebrating? They were saying death to Israel, death to America. This is not just an attack on Israel. This is an attack on America because they hate us just as much. And what we have to understand is this is the reason that we have to unite around making sure our enemies do not hurt our friends. America can never be so arrogant to think we don't need friends, just like we needed them on 9-11. That's why Ukraine needs us when Russia's doing this. That's why Israel needs us when Hamas and Iran are doing this. And I'll say this to to Prime Minister Netanyahu, finish them, finish them. Hamas did this. You know Iran's behind it. Finish them. They should have hell to pay for what they've just done. Sounds okay. like sounds like the end of the Mortal Kombat game. You know what, though? The thing is, she's saying, you know, um, imagine if this happened in this country. It's no, it, it would not happen in this country like that because we have 2A in this country. Right. Well, that's why they, but that and should remind everybody why do. there is a run on the guns. And that is why when someone like Jefferson Shreve comes out and proposes illegal to illegally try to take your guns from you, you should never vote for that person. I don't care who he's running against. You should never give that sort of person the benefit of the doubt, because if they are either that stupid or evil that they want to illegally take your guns, that is certainly not a person deserving of your vote. All right, Casey. Yeah. When we come back, mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I cannot even believe this next story is a story we're going to do, but it is. So there was a citizen journalist here in Indiana Mm -hmm. who attended a publicly advertised event to, it was put out on Facebook. It was sent in the mail to people. Mm -hmm. A state representative had a public event that he advertised to the community. A citizen journalist showed up to try to cover and report on the event, and for that, he got the cops called on him mm-hmm. and is now facing a criminal charge. And we've got police body cam footage on this. 
it is simply pathetic how disgusting some of the people who run this state are, and we're going we're gonna to tell you all about it when we come back. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. A state rep calls the cops, and it appears gets charges filed against a citizen journalist. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and Casey, we've talked about this many, many times, that a new theme in this country is powerful people seemingly weaponizing their positions of power and influence against people who want to hold them accountable. Yes, and it's not the first time with J.D. Prescott we've heard stories about this. No, this is a very wild story, and there are many twists and turns to it, so stick with us. So it involves J.D. Prescott. He is a state rep, House District uh, 33, that's part of Delaware County, Henry County, Randolph County, and we have talked about before about how he has called the cops on citizens who are trying to hold him accountable. And in this case, it involves not just the cops being called, but now it appears charges being filed against a citizen journalist who attended a publicly advertised event. Mm -hmm. So here to give us the whole deal, all the details on what happened is our friend Chris Bilbrey. We've had him on the show before. He is with an organization called the Political Spotlight. Chris, how's it going? All right. How about yourself? Oh, we're doing great. All right. So this, you sent me this, and this is simply unbelievable uh, that he had an event, he being J.D. Prescott, state representative. He puts the event on Facebook, right? Like, I'm looking at this, and this very clearly appears to be a Facebook invite for the public at large, correct? Put it on Facebook. He set it out at uh, legislative updates, and he mailed it to just random citizens in the district. So that would seem to me, Casey, if it was on Facebook. to the public. Right. I want you to come to said event. And he's got all sorts of uh, guest speakers here. He's got Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch on this invite, Daniel Elliott, State Treasurer, Tara Klutz, Diego Morales, Todd Rakia. I mean, the whole good time fun gang is at this event. and, And as you said, it not only went on Facebook, it went in the mail to people, right, Chris? Yes, sir. All right. So one of your guys from the political spotlight says, well, gosh darn it, I'd I'd like to go to this event. <laughs> and is that correct? Well, yeah, yes. Joshua Kimbrell, he is a he's another citizen journalist. He's from the civic duty for uh, uh group on YouTube he's connected with us. Uh, okay. Yes. So he goes to the event, he says, Hey, the event was here, and gosh darn it, Casey, he got the cops called on him little escort out the door, huh? Yeah, so now Bill, now Bill Bree, uh, this guy Prescott, he doesn't like you guys. What's the beef with you guys? Uh, he does not like that we expect communication, we expect transparency and accountability from our elected officials. Because we had you on, this was several months ago, there was some sort of official as a legislator event, and you guys showed up, and he tried to get the cops weaponized on you at that event, too, right? Yes, sir. And the cops said, you guys can stay. This is your in your act as a, a legislator. This was advertised to the public. You guys can stay. Yep. All right. So he's now tried it again. Mm-hmm. So let's repeat that, everybody. J.D. Prescott has an event. Now, this is a campaign event. It's a little different, but it's still advertised to the public. There's nothing on there that says Bilbrey and his friends can't come. I've looked at this very closely. <laughs> and um, then he calls the, the cops on this guy, right? Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So uh, we're going to play a little audio of this because the cop 
seems to be on your side. Now, what's super interesting in this is you're going to hear the voice of Todd Rokita because Rokita Casey, I guess, decides he's going to be Billy Badass and let everybody know that he's the attorney general. And I guess somebody thought that would carry some sort of weight. Here is the body cam footage of this guy attending what was advertised to the public Mm -hmm. and the cops getting called on him and you'll hear the voice of jd prescott is this his dad is this prescott's dad in here too yep and todd rokita are we ready all right here we go yeah and and that's that's why i understood all of it so all right i want to be helpful this is rokita we we should have an answer in fact if you want to blame me attorney general said that he's got to go that's fine they big time about people. He can sue me. There's a big line. He can be in the back of it, but to have the sheriff throw me under the bus or whatever you need to do. But we have to have a nice event, and then this guy's gone. We're going to continue with the event as is. Plus, now. Driving, yeah. driving, what's the show? Yeah. As soon as we hear back from him, we'll. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate and it. And as long as, long as he just yeah. stand back and with the camera, I was just going to let him let him be off in the corner until we get our answer, and then we'll, if we need yeah. to. But we do not give any permission there. for him to use that recording here as well. So okay. Is there any way to confiscate that? <laughs> we we can't. There's nothing we can do with okay. that. No. Since he's trespassed. Not unless he's arrested and I blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then it becomes evidence or something. Yeah. I just don't get how yeah, so my only, it's its a gray area, and there's a lot of gray areas with stuff yeah. like this because it's not stuff we deal with a lot, yeah. and really a whole yeah. lot of people don't deal with a lot. But given that it was on Facebook, the public was invited, he's part of the public, whether he's Republican or not. But it wasn't the public invited, it was campaign supporters was invited. I, I understand that. It just yeah. advertised publicly but to reach yeah. what, make, what makes it gray is it doesn't say that he's disqualified from coming Clearly. Until he's asked to leave. Okay. Right. And yeah. then All right. So you've got Rokita trying to big big time, going, I'm the attorney general. Throw oh me God. under the bus. Oh my god. I just love how everybody thinks they know what they're talking about. <laughs> and then the cop appears to be now again, you guys correct me. The cop here, because the, this t- story takes another incredible wind here, appears to say to Rokita and JD Prescott and, and his dad. Hey, you put it on Facebook, you invited the public, we're still looking for more information, but I am not going to like arrest this guy, uh, I'm going to let him sit in the corner and do his thing, and y'all probably should be a little more clear on your private events and not invite the public, right? Essentially, I- essentially that's what happens, and then they get the call from the sheriff at that point, and the sheriff says, okay, you know, tell him he's got to go, okay. and at that point, Josh... And his daughter. Now, mind you, he brought his 15-year-old daughter here okay. to see how government works. Yeah, sure. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And Josh and his daughter's there. They go up to him and say, hey, we got the call from the sheriff. You need to go. Josh says, okay, if that's the official word under law, you're making me go, I'll go. Okay, so just to reset everybody who's just tuning in, I, and I love this story so much. So Christopher Bilbury is with us. He uh, is part of a citizen journalis- journalism group called the Political Spotlight. They have long, uh, they have a long-standing feud with State Rep J.D. Prescott because they like to tell the public what he's doing and hold him accountable. And one of the guys he's affiliated with attended a publicly advertised event. Mm-hmm. Prescott and it appears Todd Rokita were involved in calling the cops on this guy. And finally, after the police officer clearly says in that thing, he can stay until we hear something else. Mm-hmm. He was then 
the sheriff then said he had to be removed. So he left, is what you're saying. He didn't like he didn't stage a protest. He wasn't that woman in Walmart the other day laying on the floor screaming or crying or or anything else, right? Bilber, he said, yep. Okay, we gotta go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Thanks. Yep, they left. Okay. So that that's it, right? Like everybody parted friends and that's the end of the story. Yeah, no. Oh <laughs> what? wait, what? Oh, no. What happened? Eleven days later, Josh of Civic Duty uh on YouTube receives notice that he is being criminally prosecuted. What? For what? Uh, criminal trespass. <laughs> was this event held at a private residence? It was held at a barn. Uh, it was a private location. I don't know if it's a residence or not, but it was. It was a. It's the sixth annual J.D. Prescott picnic. Mm-hmm. Family fun day. Bring your whole family. The the invite says bring your whole family and enjoy a family fun <laughs> Which day. Which is what he did. He brought his kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, okay. So let me make sure I have this correct. You're you are telling me this guy J D Prescott advertises an event not just on Facebook but he sends literally mailers out to people says come to my event. This guy comes to the event, brings his daughter. The thing says bring your family. Mm-hmm. They're mad because they know he's affiliated with you, so they don't want him there. They say you got to go. He the cops he show up. The the <laughs> cop the cop tells him, "Look, I don't know. He can stay for now." We'll wait to hear what the sheriff says. The sheriff says he's got to go. He says, okay, I'll go. And this guy, J.D. Prescott, wants criminal charges filed against him. Did I I feel like I had to have missed something here, Bilberry. Nope, that's it. They they filed through the Randolph County Prosecutor's Office criminal trespass charges. It's misdemeanor charges that this gentleman now has to face and defend himself against. I mean, it's very clear the cop is saying he can stay until we hear mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. There has to be something we missed here. You know, in the in the in full video, you can hear JD say, "No one has ever held these guys accountable for what they're doing." And well, I guess being you, yeah, meaning us, we're covering him. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I can only take that to mean that he's finally going to hold us accountable, which means he went and scooped up this police report because I'm sure they wrote an initial report. He takes the report to the prosecutor's office. The prosecutor's office says, okay, we'll file long-form file charges. So the, the gentleman didn't go to jail. He didn't refuse to leave. He he and his daughter left peacefully and then find themselves criminally, trespa- criminally charged for trespass, trespass. And the thing is, that's generally a charge that he would have picked up if he would have went back after the case. Yeah, that's, he left. Yeah, he left. The cop is on tape saying he can stay. Yeah. The cop is on tape saying he can stay, <laughs> Casey. See, this is when people talk about the weaponization yes. of justice and law enforcement in this state, mm-hmm. in, this, in our cities, in our country. This is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. This guy, you know, wasn't a threat to anybody. He wasn't a danger. He was told to leave. He was sitting he in the corner. Oh, my gosh. So here's the thing. I'm publicly inviting right now J.D. Prescott, since he wants to be a big, tough guy, and call the cops on private citizens at his publicly advertised events, and he wants to get people charged for showing up to his publicly advertised events. Why don't you be a big, tough guy? You come in here. I promise we won't charge you with any sort of trespassing or crime, <laughs> and Let's have a conversation about this so you can tell everybody why this citizen journalist who is simply trying to cover the government Mm -hmm. and simply bringing his kid to the event... There has to be something we missed here, Bill Brady. No, there sir. must be something we missed. No, sir. I, and I want to. I want to be very clear about this. Josh is can be. Um, uh, 
aggressive at times at meetings and things, and, and he stands for his rights. I mean, he, he maybe sometimes says uh, words that people don't like. He may be loud, and, and he may not be everyone's cup of tea. But at this event, he was a peach. He, he was well within the law. He no, used no vulgarity. He was never rude to any of these people. He never raised his voice. He was not violent. He was just there videoing the several, several uh, public officials. Diego Morales, uh, Todd Rokita, uh, Crouch was there. Uh, many, many of the state representatives. He was just there videoing these elected officials, and they didn't like that. Unbelievable. So J.D. Prescott is uh, cordially invited to come here. There'll be no criminal trespassing. There'll be no cops called, and we'll uh, have a conversation mm-hmm. about it. What a bet whether he takes me up on this or not, Bilbrey. <laughs> I, I would say he probably won't. All right. Uh, Chris Bilbrey, where can people find you? Find, find me and my our group at the political spotlight on youtube the political spotlight is youtube.com at the political spotlight but also check out civic duty joshua kimbrell on youtube as well youtube.com forward at civic duty wc yeah uh, you can see the whole video yourself it's amazing thanks bilbury thank you the flyer says bring the whole family for an afternoon of food and fun (laughs) 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 well that's a different kind of fun isn't it it is kendall and casey it's 93 wibc it is 11.34. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, said yesterday that he has ordered the Ford Carrier Strike Group to sail to the eastern Mediterranean to be ready to assist Israel. Keep in mind that the USS Ford is the newest, biggest, baddest ship we got. But a high-ranking IDF commander told Newsweek in June that U.S. weapons that left Afghanistan, if they were discovered in the hands of the Palestinian groups, they would be used on the Gaza Strip. Now, keep in mind, in 2007, Joe Biden issued a warning about leaving weapons behind in a hasty Afghan war withdrawal. Yeah, and I think this is the takeaway that people should have from the Biden administration. They cause problems. Mm. It's not that they don't solve problems. It's their actions directly cause problems. Afghanistan, there was not a problem that existed. There was not active military conflict going on over there. Our soldiers who were there were in a peacekeeping um mission and an advisory role only they were not in daily combat they were serving to keep guard of the of this equipment and keep the peace and keep all hell from breaking loose you chose to withdraw them all of this stuff happened all the service members died the terrorists got access to these weapons the taliban took back over afghanistan you did that unprovoked you chose to do that had you just done nothing had you just kept the status quo you'd be fine Mm -hmm. same thing with ukraine when did Putin take over Ukraine? When Biden let him know nothing's going to happen if you do. And within a couple of days, mm-hmm. he took over Ukraine. Yeah. And now here unleashing the $6 billion to the Iranians and take the head psycho's words over there for all the people. It's for medicine and for little kids. That's not what he said. That's not what the, the grand poobah over there said. He said, we're going to do whatever we want to do with that money. And within... A very short period of time, here you go, you got Hamas going into Israel using the weapons from Afghanistan. Once again, had Biden simply done nothing, which is not give any of that money back to Iran, not given away Afghanistan to the terrorists, and not told you uh, Russia nothing was going to happen if they went into Ukraine, 
None of these things would be happening right now. Yeah, now the Taliban is asking for passage in Iran. If only Joe Biden had listened to Joe Biden. Big difference to tell the American people the truth about what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States, I issue an order, end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. How very prophetic of him. Of course, Donald Trump weighed in, and he had something to say about the the equipment that was uh, left to the Taliban. You got a $50 million airplane, you got a $29 million gorgeous helicopter, we had every type of helicopter, many of them brand new, literally out of the box, $70 million planes. You mean you think it's cheaper to leave it there so they can have it than it is to fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to our country? You think, yes, sir, we think it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized he was a f***ing idiot. Trump, of course, talking about uh, a retired General Milley and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out and said that the only way she will approve a Speaker of the House, she's got some questions for whoever is going to run for Speaker. One of the questions is she wants to know the serial numbers on any of the equipment that has flown in to Gaza. Does it match the serial numbers that went to Ukraine? And the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that uh, he he told the Chinese President Xi Jinping that he's very disappointed that China failed to condemn the attacks on Israel. And he said that China and the relationship between China and the U.S. will determine the future of humanity. Uh, let's switch gears here, Casey. Sure. Um, I uh, really enjoyed this audio because too many people in politics, period, I'm talking national level, I'm talking state level, I'm talking certainly the local level, they care what other people think of them. And that is the exact opposite of what it should be. Too many people get into politics because they want to be like, oh, I have this power and I am able to give this and that away and people really like me. Mm -hmm. That is the exact opposite of what it should be. And Matt Gates was on Meet the Press yesterday Mm -hmm. and he was uh, talking about what people and the Republicans in Congress think of him. And I just love this answer. If you lose your job, is it worth it? If you lose your job, will it be worth it? Absolutely. Look, I am here to fight for my constituents, and I'm here to ensure that America is not on a path to financial ruin. Your average American family right now is spending $700 more each and every month for the same household goods and services. We are about to refinance $8 trillion in debt from low interest rates to high interest rates. That's going to mean that the APR on every American credit card is about to go up. People are going to be crushed, and debt and inflation are driven by government spending that cannot continue. We're spending $7 trillion dollars a year and only uh, only taking in five so uh, to me people who are willing to drive two trillion dollar annual deficits are the agents of chaos the people who want budgets are actually agents of, of regular order he doesn't care no and that is what we need whether you like gates or not that is the attitude we need in our government in order to fix the problems which is i do not care what happens to me 
I do not care if I am not reelected to this position. I do not care if you try to throw me out or threaten me or whatever. I simply don't care because fixing the problems that are plaguing our nation are more important than whatever this title may be. Yeah. So you know how we mentioned last week that Fox was going to televise a speaker forum. It wasn't a debate. It it was a forum. It's now been canceled. What? It was supposed to be hosted by Brett Baer, and they were going to have Scalise and Jordan and Kevin Hearn were all going to be there in this joint interview. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Well, now it's been called off. Why? A spokesperson for Jim Jordan said that he wanted to adjust the schedule so that the candidates could talk to the GOP conference first. But he's happy to share his plan with the country, but he believes that it's crucial to meet with his colleagues before they go on TV and have this forum. Okay. Do you have any faith that no matter who it is, anything different is going to get done? Do you have any faith? Um, Is there any of these people well, where you look at and go, I'm really optimistic that if Fred gets in there, things will be better? Well, you know, I heard Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was on, uh, she was talking to Maria Bartoloma and she was saying she has three bills sitting there and she wants to ask them, specifically Jim Jordan, if he's going to prioritize them. And that will determine who she gives her vote to. Well, now, this is the same woman, though, who... Who, who backed Kevin McCarthy, right? Oh, she didn't... Well, she... <laughs> She's something, Kevin McCarthy. I don't know if backing's the word we want to use. Okay, but speaking of Kevin McCarthy, he was in, he was out, he's in. Okay. This morning, he came back out and he said um, he will not rule out returning as speaker if the GOP is deadlocked. He ain't done. So if... If they can't choose someone, I will will resubmit my name to a job I was just fired from. Yes, that's it, exactly. That's and brilliant, I'm, Casey. I should have done that at every job, radio job I've been dismissed from. Well, I should have it, said, I will not rule out resubmitting my name for this job. Over the weekend, it was pro- reported that he was going to leave altogether. And yeah, he came out and he shame. said, no, that's false. I'm not leaving. And now this morning, The Hill is reporting that he's open to the idea of being speaker again. Yeah, I mean, and why, and why not? I mean, it's not like you're the... These people... He's the Diego Morales of speakers. people never <laughs> learn anything, Casey. They never never, ever, ever do any self-reflection. They never do any self-evaluation. They never look in a mirror and go, why am I in this position? His response, and it should tell you everything you need to know, is, well, if they can't figure it out, I'll just throw my name back in the hat and maybe they'll love me more this time. All right. It is 11.43. And uh, one last quick story before we get to our next thing. Uh, Did you see Popeye's has overtaken KFC as the number two chicken chain in the country? Uh, That is wild because you think of KFC. What's number one? Does it say? Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, When you think of chicken, though, you do think of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, but Popeye's has markedly better chicken than KFC. They do. I completely agree. No, I think it's more expensive, although chicken's gotten really expensive. Just like everything else. I can no longer afford the chicken. My (laughs) wife, in fact, went to KFC last night and brought home a bunch of chicken. A bucket? And I was just like, what, did you sell an arm to afford that? (laughs) Okay, what do we have up next? Uh, I'm helping a great organization to help veterans in central Indiana, and when we come back... We will have somebody join us, part of that organization, who will tell our audience how they can help make a bunch of money for this organization, and it involves no money from you, the listener. All you got to do is just click click a link, Casey. All you got to do is literally click a link. We're going to explain it coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's here. And Casey, I'm so excited for this next segment. Yeah. Because we get to talk about an opportunity to help a great organization here in central Indiana that is doing a whole lot for veterans and their families. Mm-hmm. What do you have going on? Well, as we talked about this before, I've teamed up with uh, just a phenomenal group helping veterans and families of Indiana. Mm-hmm. And they do just so much great work for our veterans who have been displaced or maybe having trouble finding housing, etc. And they, well, helping veterans and families, Casey, they really scraped the, the bottom of the barrel because they asked me to be kind of their spokesperson <laughs> for this big event they have where they are, are trying to raise money, win money, I guess is a, a better uh, way to describe it, for their organization. And it involves some audience participation, but as it doesn't take any money from our from our listeners. Fantastic. It just takes a l- click, click, a click, click, basically, mm-hmm. and it will do so much good. So let's get the full details. Let's go to our good friend, Emmy Hildebrand of Helping Veterans and Families of Indiana. Emmy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. So tell us about this. So you guys have partnered with Harris Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. It's the Breeders' Crown Charity Challenge. Tell people what's going on. Sure. So we were actually one of four charities invited by Harris to compete in the uh, Breeders' Crown Charity Challenge, as you've already said. It, it has been a four-part competition. So uh, the, the kickoff was uh, you, Rob, picking winners in several races back in August. How'd I do? Uh, Did I do okay? You, you tied <laughs> First. I tied so for first. Hey, look at that, you big winner. <laughs> you know, my grandmother used to go to the racetrack all the time, Casey, and mm-hmm. I was looking for Pat Day because she always picked whatever horse Pat Day was on. I didn't see Pat Day on any of the horses, so I guess it's just in the blood. I, Casey, guess, I guess so. It's just in the blood. Uh, sorry, Emmy, go ahead. That's okay. It's worth celebrating. Uh, the second part of the competition was also that night where I rode in one of the harness racing uh, races, uh, which was an exciting time for me as well. We came in third, so not as good as your uh, winner picking, but uh, respectable nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are two more uh, phases of the competition. There's a uh, gala on October 22nd that we need to get 50 people to, so we're on track for that. And then the last part, which is where we really need you and your listeners' help, is a social media competition. There is a post pinned to Harris Hoosier Park in Anderson's Facebook page. At Her- the very well, say, say that again. It's, it's pinned. Where can people find this? It's on the Harris Hoosier Park Facebook page. Okay. And I'm also going to share this right now at Robin Kendall on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to find it there. Maybe we can schmooze Casey and she'll put it up on her, I will, definitely. her, her uh, Twitter page as well. Go ahead. Go ahead, Emmy. Yeah. So I want to be clear. The likes have to be on the Facebook page. Yeah. So please direct everyone there. Um, it's it's pinned up there. It's a post about HVAF, but um, people will notice it has your face right on it. Um, <laughs> we hundreds of people to like this because unfortunately we're getting beat right now so By jmv we're losing to jmv what? Yeah, yeah jmv's charity and we can't we can't let this we happen we're not gonna let that happen yeah so so again all you people have to do they're not asking for money they're not asking you to even give of your time other than the 20 seconds you can go to harrah's uh facebook page you can go to at robin kendall on twitter you can go to uh at casey daniels 317 and you got to actually click that link and like it right like simply clicking the share doesn't work. You got to click the link and like it, and that's it, right, Emmy? That's it. Um, if people want to recruit their friends and family by sharing it to like it, that is um, perfectly fine as well. Okay, so tell us about your organization because we've had you on before. You guys do so much great work for veterans. To, uh, tell people about helping veterans and families of Indiana. 
Sure. HVAF in Indiana, we're actually celebrating our 30th year this year, serving veterans facing homelessness here in central Indiana. We serve about 1,300 veterans a year in all of our programs, which include housing, um, employment services, basic needs assistance with our food and clothing pantry, and we also can provide some legal support as well. Uh, I think it's phenomenal, and you guys get so much help to the people who need it. And gosh darn it, uh, Casey, I just... I can't lose to JMV. No, you can't lose to JMV. But, Emmy, I'm curious, if Rob happens to win this competition, what does that mean? So the um, Hoosiers Harris Hoosier Park folks have been hosting an online auction, and all of the proceeds they raise are going to be split among these four charities. So first place is going to win 40% of the purse, um, to use racing terms, and they estimate that to be about $100,000. So that would be a significant gift here at the end of the year to help us serve veterans who are in need. All right, we got to do it, uh, and we'll, again, post that at Casey Daniels 317 mm-hmm. If you despise me, you can get the link there. And even if you don't like me, Casey, <laughs> everyone should totally do that because it helps a great organization. Click, they can click on your face in anger yes. if they want. and uh, Or at Rob M. Kendall. Emmy, we love this organization. Thank you for letting me a par- be, be a part of it with you guys. Mm-hmm. And thank you uh, for telling us a little bit about uh, how people can help you guys raise some funds to help the vets. Well, thank you so much, Rob. I appreciate it. I know you've shared it several times, and um, you've been a big cheerleader for us. So thank you so much. And we are on Team Rob. Go, Team Rob. We can do this Woo! because we want to get those veterans as much help as we can. Yeah, let's do it. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Now go click his face.